Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bourbon and Boca podcast. I am your host, Travis McQueen, and today, well, Kim's out. So if you're, you know, wanting Kim's shenanigans, this may not be the episode for you, but it's okay. We're not going to let that get us down. I have a super, super special guest. Um, somebody, I don't know if I would call a great friend or a really good acquaintance, but Josh Vaughn, Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. So for all the photographers out there wanting to know who Josh Vaughn is, if you don't know who this person is, you're crazy because Josh really is probably the, I, I'm curious to see how you would say this, but I think you're probably one of, if not the best automotive for like photographer, commercial automotive aviation photographer in the state of Tennessee. Um, how, how would you rate yourself on that? Let's go with hardest working. Hardest working. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I never so, claim to be the best at anything. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. That, that's how you know I'm somebody's really at, good. I'm the best, best at working harder than everyone else. There you go. Um, so as I've just said, Josh Vaughn is a commercial automotive and aviation photographer. But honestly, like I, I see your work as much more than that because I know you've done really huge things with um, Ryan Tanhill, I think is his name right, the quarterback for Tennessee Titans. Yeah, he's a cool um, you've done, what's the dude from like, uh, American pickers. You've took yeah, his Mike photos, Wolf. Mike Wolf. Mike Wolf. Yeah. For some reason I keep wanting to say Mike Rove on that one. That's the dirty jobs guy. Yeah. Yeah. It would I, have been fun to work with too, but yeah, have you ever worked with him? No. Oh, I, he seems like a cool guy though. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Josh, you, you have a huge career in this kind of stuff, but I want to talk about just kind of more about you and kind of where you got started because with where you're at right now, it's, it's. Everybody wants to know the backstory. At least I want to know the backstory. So when did you get started in photography? Man, I've had cameras since I was a kid. Okay. In one form or another. You know, digital cameras really started coming on when I was right around the time I joined the Air Force, about 2004. Mm-hmm. You know, small point-and-shoot cameras kind of became a thing. Yeah. So I always carried a camera, but I didn't, I didn't get a full-on SLR camera until about 2007. Mm-hmm. 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Um I actually befriended a guy while I was in Afghanistan who was a, a an army photographer. Actually, no correction. He was a Navy photographer, got out of the Navy, joined the Army. Mm-hmm. And I just spent six months picking his brain about, you know, how an SLR works, yeah. dynamics of cameras and stuff like that, and basically spent six months taking a photography course one-on-one with a guy that knew what he was doing. Yeah. So he helped me choose the camera, helped me get the lenses, had everything shipped to Afghanistan, and we kind of worked together. I'd shoot during the day, show him the, the images at night, you know, how mm-hmm. to critique and he'd give me advice on how to, how to fine tune. And then I just went from there. I moved to Germany after that. And Germany is a f- phenomenal place to have. A oh yeah. So learned, uh, I can't really say self-taught cause you know, learning from him was, was super, super valuable. But after parting ways with him in Afghanistan, you know, it was, it was all on my own. So. Yes, I mean, he basically come in, got you the fundamentals, and from right. there, you've been kind of building on that platform ever since. Exactly, yeah. So I never went to school for it. Uh, my degree is in marketing. So. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, that's that's a huge asset to have in photography. It is, yeah. Shooting with a marketing perspective is, is certainly valuable. So I've had a few people on the podcast where that we talk about photography, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people back in the day attribute their success now as like the Sony artisans, Canon Explorers of Lights and things like that yeah. was doing more journalism and as well as like print work. So for magazines and things like sure. that, they're saying that 
it was that understanding that marketing schedule is what helped them get their images in these magazines and yeah. ultimately build their profile and their career to what it is now. So it was that understanding of marketing and, and what they needed seasonally that helped them kind of get ahead later on. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty awesome. I worked when I was at Austin P I was the, the photo editor for the newspaper there. Oh, wow. So, so that was a lot of fun. I spent one semester as a staff photographer and then the, uh, the, the editor quit and they had, at tryouts. Yeah. <laughs> and and I won the spot. Basically, the only reason I wanted to be the editor was so I could distribute the assignments. But yeah. That meant that I could choose the best ones first. <laughs> so I get all the football games. I get all the baseball games. You guys can do the weird, you know. Yeah. Little, little club camp, meets. Campus protests, you know. Yeah. About that. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And we actually won a few photography awards while I was there. So that was that was pretty neat. That's super rad. I, I didn't know you was a campus photographer like that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, shooting football and baseball, those are my two favorite sports to photograph. Yeah. But, uh, I, I gained so much value from that. Like, I think th- that experience has made me a better car photographer for sure, especially mm. when it comes to motorsports. Yeah, just that fast pace, that energy, knowing what to look for and kind of anticipating the move kind that's, of. That's the big thing is anticipating where the action is going to go. Yeah. That's, that's something that, that you can't teach. Yeah. You have to learn that yourself. So this is interesting. I'm going to go ahead and skip on, skip a couple things on our little program that we have, but yeah. just, let's just, let's take this to a different direction because we, I should say that you had the shoot for an IndyCar, yeah. um, for the IndyCar, uh, Music City Grand Prix. Correct. Um, you invited me to, to basically just kind of shout at you for the day, see, see what you did. And one thing that I found very interesting, and this is something from somebody who's very ignorant to this kind of stuff. Uh, you, you got the car in the setting in the garage. Um, but you didn't start taking photos. You didn't just go in there with the camera looking for angles. You, you kind of sat there, did like a little golf stance. You kind of got off to the side. You kind of got down and kind of on, on one knee. You kind of looked at the car for at least a good 45 seconds, like in silence, which for somebody like me, a little awkward. But what <laughs> to me, it seemed like you were really looking at the car. You was trying to find something. So what, what, what are you looking for? So I was studying it, trying to find what the best angle is. I wasn't sure when the car showed up if it was going to be in the road uh, package mm-hmm. setup or if it was going to be in the in the oval package setup. There's two different setups for the Indy cars. Mm-hmm. So bigger wing or small wing, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was I was really happy when it showed up with the the road course wing, which is going to be accurate to what's going to be in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks better. Yeah. So basically what I was trying to do is Anytime I'm with a new car, I just do a walk around, look for details, kind of drink it in. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, there's a really cool vent on the front. I, w- I need to get a close up of that. You know? mm-hmm. And trying to trying to anticipate how the light's going to play with it. Mm-hmm. You know? So looking at the rear wing, noticing the position of the lights, what's going to benefit the best. Mm-hmm. So I try to visualize everything in my head before I even pull the camera out. Yeah. Now, do you take that same approach? I, I think you kind of mentioned this again or already, but you take that approach to every vehicle that that you you photograph, right? Everything I photograph. Yeah. Even people. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll when I'm photographing a person, the first thing I notice is left or right, which yeah. is their best side. Yeah. You know, and trying to figure out, you know, they this person will look really great from profile. This person will look really great from you know low angle, high angle. You know, it's yeah. 
I do that even if I'm not going to photograph them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You just are just already just analyzing yeah. for a photograph. Yeah, it's weird to have a conversation with somebody and go, "This person would photograph really well." <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell them that. I that could be a little. It could be a little awkward. Yeah, could be a little awkward. Um, on a camera. <laughs> So that that's interesting to me. So that's a, that's a level of detail and a level of expertise that I think you only have when you do something for so long. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't think you probably did that from day one. About when did you kind of notice yourself really paying that close attention to to the details of that kind of stuff? Mm, it's funny. I I just went through an old hard drive just last night of old photos. I was trying to find an old photo from Iraq uh, from Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and. I was noticing the progression of kind of where my style is kind of gone, Mm -hmm. where it's, where it came from. Um, I'd say probably the past 10 years Mm -hmm. really is where it started to change. Um, To be honest, when I got out of the air force, I still didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I still didn't understand all the fundamentals of how to shoot in manual mode. Mm -hmm. So having that experience at Austin P working, you know, as the photo editor and and being put in that in that position of responsibility where you not only have to send out the the assignments, but you also have to train these kids. Yeah. And I say kids because they were infants. Yeah. <laughs> I was twenty eight <laughs> years old. <laughs> you know. And uh and yeah, trying to teach them how to be a better photographer. Yeah. Because obviously that's gonna benefit the magazine or the, the newspaper. Yeah. So having that perspective of somebody that needs to be on top of fundamentals on top, you know, I need to be better than they are. Yeah. So I think that really helped out. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, I'd say like composition and all that kind of stuff built from that attention, to detail. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So with your work, man, you know, again, I've said this before in this podcast, probably before you even probably listen to the podcast, but I, you are one of the better photographers that I've seen in the Clarksville, Nashville area. And honestly, like one of the better automotive photographers that I've seen, what you're able to do and what you're able to kind of, I, I, I guess I would say, um, instruct, I guess, or, or what you're able to build on or bring, bring to light is just amazing. So with your work with like these beautiful, like McLarens and Porsches and you have like Apaches flying over them and all of this like crazy stuff or you're like on this race track and it's just like just phenomenal, phenomenal work, man. So with all of that, that's for sure. I mean, I just try to have fun. Yeah. Try to have fun and bring the camera. So what, (laughs) what goes through your mind though, with these kinds of shoots with like, Hey, like does somebody come and just say, Hey man, I got a, I got a McLaren and you want to put a Apache over it? Or do you just kind of go to that person and say, Hey man, it's a beautiful car. How would a Blackhawk look, you know, over top of that? You know, I was, I was actually just thinking about this the other day, like how, how I kind of got to where I am in terms of like putting things together, assembling these shoots. And I think it, it all comes down to coming from a really boring town. (laughs) Where I grew up, I grew up in Richmond, Indiana. You know, if you've never been there, don't bother. <laughs> it is a painfully boring place to live. Oh, man. Just nothing happens. Yeah. So if you want to have fun in that town, you've got to make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's not going to come to you. Yeah. So I, that's kind of how I approach photography stuff. You know, I have people, I'll post a photo of, you know, a car with an Apache and I'll have you know, kids on Instagram reach out and they're like, how did you make that happen? Yeah. Were you just lucky? No, I wasn't lucky. <laughs> of course I wasn't lucky. I made that happen. You yeah. Know? I planned all this stuff. So I, 
I look at it, and this goes back to the journalism thing. There, I put photographers in two brackets, mm-hmm. or two categories. There's reactive and proactive. Yeah, a reactive photographer is a journalist. You know, I was here, I took pictures. This is what happened. Yeah, a proactive photographer says, "Here's what I want. I want to put a car with an Apache helicopter. How do I make this happen? Yeah, who, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to meet to assemble this? Yeah, so." I fall into the proactive. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a that's a cool little. Uh, uh, I almost say quit, but it's just kind of like yeah. I'm a, I'm a proactive photographer. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> um, so yeah, your work is is absolutely amazing in that you are able to merge those two things together. And I think obviously the one thing with photography is what are you showcasing that's different? Because if anybody's looked at Auto Trader or, or automotive magazines before, Car and Driver and stuff like that. Everybody sees the same kind of image. Is it right. realistic? There, there's a little difference in them, obviously, but very rarely do you see, you know, Apaches, Blackhawks, Little Birds, and all these other big things, or Cessnas and things like that, yeah. just kind of parked behind it. So it's definitely a, a, a different experience. Yeah. So how long have you been doing? I would say, I guess, what I would call more like high client work, where you are with these bigger kind of like car makers like McLarens and stuff like that. And then uh, putting these big aviation kind of symbols behind them. Well, the, the pairing cars with, with aviation goes back a long time. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's an a six intruder parked at my, my hometown airport. It's the coolest thing in my hometown. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, I've got photos from 2002 probably. <clears throat> of me parking uh, a Porsche 911 in front of that thing. With oh, a f- wow. With a fence in the way and getting pictures of that. So I think that's probably the first time that I put a car and an airplane together. But it's it's just a merging of my two passions. You yeah. Know? I was obsessed with planes as a kid. Still am in a lot of ways. But my first word was car. That's awesome. According to my parents. So I've kind of had these two these two veins that I've been following, you know, for my entire life. But... um yeah, I think that's what kind of sets me apart is, is putting those two together, you know, trying to attract aviation fans as well as car fans, putting both in one image. You know, yeah. Kind of makes it a little more interesting. Um, but uh, what was the other question? Was the other part of that? I don't know, man. That was, that was a good. That was good. <laughs> that was just really good. So with, I mean – how how do you get an Apache? And I, mean, I you got to just know the right people. Yes, I, it was was that what you through your time in the Air Force? Is that what's helped this kind of kind of know the right people? Or no, not at all. Everybody that I've met in the Apache world is completely. I mean, I've been out of the Air Force since 2010, so mm-hmm. all those connections have all. Everybody's either got out or you know they're flying airlines now. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm in the process of setting up another Apache photo shoot at the uh, Nashville Super Speedway. Oh yeah. The plan is to have 10 to 15 supercars out there and to have one, maybe two Apaches come in and land in the infield. Oh wow. And have the pilots come out and play with the cars, have the, you know, the, the car owners go play with the Apaches and then get some shots of the cars with an Apache hovering in the background with the Nashville super speedway stands in the background. So from a video and, and photo standpoint, that'll pr- be pretty over the top, but I've been working on, on organizing this for a long time. I got introduced to the track um, team through Nashville Cars and Coffee. Mm-hmm. They built a relationship there. They brought me in because I'm their, you know, one of their primary photographers. So just building on that relationship with the track team. Mm-hmm. You know. And then also, just last week, 
I went to the airport and ran into a, a buddy of mine who's a flight instructor. And uh, he said, hey, you need to meet this guy. And one of his students is a current Apache pilot working on getting his private pilot's license. Oh, wow. And we just sat there and talked and showed him some of my photos. And he was like, dude, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm ready. I can bring an Apache. You tell me where to land it and when to bring it. And I was like, are you kidding me? He said, no, I'll, I'll tag it as a training op. Yeah. He's like, do you want more than one? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He said, he said, okay. So still, I mean, he messaged me the other day. He's like, you just tell me when and where, dude. I'll land. That's so, awesome. You know, just, I think, uh, I think having that ability to, to just kind of network, get the name out there, let people know what I'm interested in. Like yeah. that, that uh, pilot friend of mine, Josh Jones, he knows what I do and knows like, hey, you need to meet this guy. Yeah. This guy can help you out. Yeah. You know. So as a beginner car photographer then who's kind of wanting to get in this kind of stuff, if they see your work and they're like, yeah. man, you know, like, I'm just starting out. There's no way I can, I can broker an Apache deal. Um, (laughs) So what advice would you give that person though, to at least get this started? Would it be to, to network or or where where would you go? Network, 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 meet as many people as you can. And not only that, but make it abundantly clear what it is you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people as often as possible, like, Hey, do you know anybody that works at Porsche? McLaren? Do you know anybody that works at Lamborghini? You know, from, I don't care at what level, you know, yeah. do, you know do you know anyone that works there? The the most common answer is, of course I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing a shoot next, well, actually, it's this week. I'm leaving Thursday to go to Atlanta uh, for Porsche Nashville. We're going to the to the Porsche headquarters, North American headquarters. Oh, wow. And I've been asking the, the general manager there all the time. You know, we're, we're going to be doing a two-day long shoot there. And I've been asking him for the longest time, do you know anybody that I need to meet Yeah, at Porsche? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll, you know, I know a couple of them. I know our, our regional manager. Yeah. I, I want to meet, like, the guy that makes the decisions about marketing in, in North America. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's been on that for a while, and uh, he asked me to shoot this it's a Tycon driving experience down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So he asked me if I would come along and photo and video it. And I said, as long as you introduce me to somebody that could really make something happen yeah. in Atlanta. And he said, too easy. That's awesome. So, so what's the goal then for, I mean, just, it, I don't want to get into your, into the secret, like Josh Vaughn, you know, vault here, <laughs> but I mean, what is the plan with Porsche? Like what, what would you like to do? I'd like to be on their call. Lease. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like to be on their call sheet. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a new model. We're looking for a photographer to shoot X, Y, Z. Just be the, be the one. Be, yeah, at least have a crack at it. A hundred percent. So going back, man, I, I, one of the first times I met you, um, I think you has talked, you were, had talked about a Ford dealer, like a Ford kind of photo shoot. I don't know how much you can yeah. talk about that. That kind um, of fizzled out, unfortunately. Um, the, the lady I was working with, uh, was a, um, she traveled the country going to job fairs, trying to hire on people for Ford. Mm-hmm. She was a retired army colonel and she was going to, um, bring in people to work at service, the service centers, basically. It's kind of yeah. what her focus was. And uh, I think once COVID hit job fairs went away, Yeah, you know, I yeah. think her role kind of went away. But at the time what she was really working for was she wanted to do a photo shoot to promote her little slice of Ford mm-hmm. you know, recruiting. She wanted to do two F one fifties with, a couple Blackhawk helicopters in the background. Yeah. It just so happened her husband is a contractor 
works for a company that owns Blackhawks. Oh, wow. So they have civilian Blackhawks, so that was going to be too easy. We were going to go down to Florida and do a shoot. But at the time, they were going through a refresh of the F-150, and Ford told her, let's wait until the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in that in that window, COVID hit. Yeah. So that kind of fizzled out. And I've, I've emailed her since, and I think her email doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've never heard back. Her, her job is now gone. Yeah. So that's interesting, man. If, if you were to work with, let's say, one brand, one car manufacturer, you only get one. Well, I think you know the answer to this. Come on. <laughs> is it going to be Porsche? Yeah, you already know the answer to that. Yeah, this is Porsche. So that's interesting, man. So with your love of cars, yeah. I've I've seen you work with, like I said, McLarens, Porsches. Yeah. What what are, what are some other ones that that some pretty big ones that you've worked with? Um, so I haven't worked for the actual companies, but you work. You've but done I've shot them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've shot Ferraris. I've shot Teslas. And, you know, you name it. Yeah, there's really the only car company I haven't shot a car for, of so far is Koenigsegg. Mm-hmm. I haven't shot one of those. And probably Rimac, the new electric car, mm-hmm. supercar. Really, that's sort of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, so you, I know you take these cars and you put them on a flight line and you actually get the action shots of them like going going full speed. You you get the, the pose stuff. I mean, you get a, a bit of everything. Yeah. So I know you've probably driven... All of these cars. Oh yeah, if I've shot, if if there's a photo of it on my website or my Instagram, it's you know I drove it. So why a Porsche? Of all of these things, what is it about the Porsche that you're just like, man, this is why? You know, that's a tough one to answer. My my first car was a Porsche 944. Okay. Um, and I got that. I was 18, 19 at the time. I think I had to get a cosign loan from my parents. You know. <laughs> It had six and a half trillion miles on it. You know, oh it, was, my goodness. it was worn out and beat up, but I didn't care. It was a red Porsche. Um, I remember going to a car show when I was a kid. I told you in my hometown, there's nothing to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the most boring place in the world. But on Friday and Saturday night, there's this place called the Promenade downtown. And it's a whole bunch of empty businesses. And there's nothing down there. So kids would cruise up and down the Promenade. Yeah. And one night there was a kid that had a black 911. It was probably his dad's car or, <laughs> you know, his dad's boss's car. Who knows? Yeah. You know, some sort of risky business situation. And he was sitting there. He had the the uh, the hood popped in the back so you could see the engine. It was an old air-cooled 911, so you could see the fan spinning. And I was just mesmerized by that thing. I think I'd only seen a 911 in movies or yeah magazines or something like that. And I didn't know anybody that was over there by the car, but I remember, like, trying to sneak over, like, holy cow, look at that yeah. thing. And it, was, it blew my mind. I think I was probably 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. Man, I cannot imagine, you know, getting to drive something like that. And I remember him closing the, the hood, gets in it, pulls out, and he kind of did like a little slight drift. So he must have known what he was doing, but he kind of got on and drifted out. Probably lucky he didn't crash it. <laughs> I was just stunned by that car. Yeah. And I think it was, it was probably the first time I ever saw a car and thought like, wow. Yeah. Know, I had one of those. You know, what, what do I have to do to get one of those? Yeah, and now there's one in my garage. There you go. That's that's the story. But it, it's not it's not black though, right? It's, it's not black. It's seal gray metallic. It's it's a pretty sweet car. Thanks. I'll say. But that that's just so interesting to me though, because in the world where everybody wants the the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, the the Bugattis, and all these. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Porsche isn't nothing to kind of like sneeze at. 
But to me, it seems like the Porsche is in the same class as like Mercedes. It's just a very kind of um, understated. I, I I guess I understated, but just kind of more like that classic kind of car. You know, it it, it it's not that flash sure, that yeah. the other ones have. It's very German, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it's it's practical as practical as you can get for a car that you know performance oriented you know it's got back seats i put my daughter in the back she's got her car seat back there she loves riding in it <laughs> you know i mean I, the photo shoot we did on thursday all the gear i brought fit in the 911 you know, that that's amazing that wasn't that's crazy it was a tight fit <laughs> there's nothing no space left whatsoever but i think uh i think the understatedness of it is something that i'm attracted to you know I'm, yeah i love driving lamborghinis ferraris but you know Driving down the road and getting photographed constantly. You know, everybody's pulling out their phone and trying to swarm you. I did a shoot with um, a f- two Ford GTs. It was a, a 2005 Ford GT in red, mm-hmm. red and white stripes. And then I was driving a new Ford GT, black on black heritage edition. Oh, wow. And we did a kind of a little loop near near the airport. And then we switched cars and did the same loop. So I got to drive and shoot both. But uh, we had five cars following us. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, we pulled into a parking lot to switch, and these cars all followed, and they're all filming and videoing. And, yeah. You know, so w- some of these cars just, they garner so much attention. And just that lack of privacy and just yeah. kind of gets on you. Plus, I mean, the, the prices on those things are just <laughs> Not quite to that level yet, but I think I think driving around in, a, in an orange Huracan is cool for an afternoon, but I think in the long run, it would kind of get kind of, yeah, you know, People coming up to you at gas stations and everything would kind of get old. Yeah, some sometimes you just want to drop a Camry and just blend in, <laughs> or a nine eleven, <laughs> or nine eleven and blend right in. in. Awesome. I don't, have, I don't have anybody following me and taking pictures. So now, for anybody who lives in the Clarksville Nashville area, if you see a, a, <laughs> a silver Porsche, I want you to follow that person <laughs> with your camera phone out the window. So, man, you you were again, your work is, is phenomenal. So, I want to know what what shoot has been your worst though. Like I want to know like what is one that you've been like, man, that that was that was kind of rough to get into. Weddings. <laughs> Weddings. <laughs> any any wedding shoot. No, no. Um the worst car shoot? Uh, yeah, I'll know the worst car shoot. Wow. I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. The worst car two shoot. Man, that's I guess it's a good thing that I can't think of. That one. that that is good. But any issues with expectations versus reality uh, with some of the owners of these kinds of cars? Mm, I mean, some of them are quite fond of themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them are super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can think of a lot of cars that I didn't expect to like all that much, Mm -hmm. but absolutely loved. What's one of those? So... Definitely the one that stands out the most is a Dodge Hellcat. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Challengers or a Diamond Dozen, you know, it's a rental car. Yeah. You know, so the first time I drove a Hellcat, I was, you know, yeah, it's got a lot of horsepower or whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, as soon as I drove it out of the parking lot and kind of got on it a little bit, I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that supercharger wine is just intoxicating. It's so fast. Yeah. I mean, it's it's silly. It's a, it's a giant... 
10,000 pound giggle box is what that car is. Oh, wow. So I like that car a whole lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And actually last week I just drove a, a Dodge Demon. So an 808 horsepower drag racing monster. That thing was a blast to drive too. That's awesome. So that one surprised me a lot. Another one is the, uh, the Acura NSX, the new one. Okay. Now, I think that was the one. I, I've seen a couple of those around Nashville. Probably, and it yeah. all, I mean, it looks like a Ferrari to me. Like, everything about it, or it's yeah. like a Ferrari slash Lamborghini kind of, like, concoction. Sure, yeah. It's a great-looking car. Yeah. And, and they drive. They're crazy fast. But, uh, man, they just they don't sell very well, unfortunately. They don't have their <laughs> value. So yeah. They were super expensive to, to begin with. I yeah. Think, I think they would have been better to avoid the hybrid thing and just go with a straight twin turbo v6 but yeah yeah well let me take this back to photography then because (laughs) we're we're, we're, we're going to nerd out i think all the ladies who are listening to this right now are probably like this is a car this is a car show what what am i doing here um (laughs) so (laughs) if there's any left yeah um so with with your photography man i've also noticed that you use flash photography and it seems like you're doing Mm -hmm. all composite work or do you ever not do composite work for a first shoot oh sure yeah I'd say composite work is rare. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the conditions have to be right. You know, you've got to have a lot of time with the car. Yeah. It's very tedious. It's super tedious on the back end. Yeah. So I, I pretty much save that for the Pagani's, the indie cars, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that looks really, really cool. And that it's a, compositing is a very commercial. Yeah. has a very commercial vibe to it. So not doing that with the Dodge Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So with with your commercial work, man, I, I know we kind of had a brief discussion before the podcast of how a lot of that works mm-hmm. for the car and driver magazines, for the motor trend and stuff like that. So let's get into this conversation then because you as a commercial photographer, I know most of your stuff seems to be on the private end. So it's yeah. like the owners of these McLarens, they are like, hey, Josh, we love your work. Can you put an Apache or something over this? And you're like, hey, I got you, bro. Um, but for for your work, man, it is again, it's it's at a very, very big level. So do you have an ambition of getting some work into like auto trade or not auto trade? I keep saying auto trade for some <laughs> dumb reason. A car and driver, motor trend, stuff like that. How how does that work in that realm? I think it would be fun to do. Um, honestly, the money is is the biggest issue because there isn't much in it mm-hmm. you know magazine circulation is certainly not what it used to be mm-hmm. so uh i actually worked with a guy his name's um dave uh dave bennett um his instagram is uh puppy knuckles if you want to check him out he's 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 at the level that's as high as you can go yeah when it comes to car photography um i worked with him uh on a shoot here in clarksville back in december <coughs> And the more he and I talked, he was, you know, I asked him about getting into that world and, and doing what he does. And he's like, man, honestly, you've got a really cool gig here. Like, yeah, I don't know if you really want to get into that, that realm of, you know, the ultra high level commercial shoots. He said that he was for that particular shoot, it was for Chevrolet. He was up against, I think, 10 other photographers. And the only reason he got the gig is because he was $500 under the next guy. Wow. Yeah. So which is wild to think about in a realm where Chevrolet is probably forking over. They're not, they're not hurt for money. No, not even close. And he said, it's the same way when it comes to magazines, you know, they've got their list of, you know, a handful of people that do it, that do it well. And it's whoever's the cheapest is the one that gets the gig. Interesting. Yeah. 
So for beginner photographers out there, low ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can low ball all day if you want. But <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I, I get messages all the time on Instagram from people wanting to, to tag along and, you know, follow me on shoots and want to know, like, how how to get started. Man, it, I honestly don't know what would work. I'd say what, what really kind of set me apart in the Nashville world is the fact that I shoot for Velocity Motor Cars, mm-hmm. which if you're looking for a car photography gig in Nashville is the one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really nothing else on that on that level, you know, that has that, that variety of, of automotive inventory. Yeah. And the way I got that job, uh, they had a photographer. I knew they had a photographer. I'd seen his work, and he's, he's a super talented dude. I uh, just walked in the front door one day and said, Hey, I want to shoot some of your cars. I know you have a guy. I know you have a photographer. I'd like yeah. to shoot a couple of your cars. You can use the photos or not. I don't really care. But at least you'll have them, and you'll know what kind of quality work I do. So I actually did composites. I did a, uh, an Aston Martin Vantage V12. Beautiful car. Convertible. A uh, 911 Turbo S and a McLaren SLR with a full carbon fiber package. Oh, wow. Just did composites of all three cars. Gave them the images, and they said, you know, these are great. It's not really what we do typically. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Just the style. The yeah. style was very different. It was very much my style and not theirs, yeah. which is what I was going for. And they said, you know, this is, this is great. Thanks. And I didn't hear anything. Oh, wow. Until November of that year. This was in the springtime, so November comes around. Almost a full year then. I get a phone call from, from John. He's one of the partners. And he said, hey, our photographer just left need someone can you be here tomorrow to shoot an audi r8 v10 plus i said what time do you open <laughs> yeah he said 10 o'clock i'll be there at 10 and i had just taken the leap at that time to do photography full time yeah so the timing was perfect you know i kind of forced gumped my way into that situation but but since then it's given me access to everything yeah you know since then the most common car that i've driven whereas most people would be you know an airport rental car or something like that the car I've driven most of is the Ferrari 458. Oh, wow. Because I've gone through so many of those things because it's a very popular car. I've, I've driven over 100 Ferrari 458s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wh- why, why won't you want one then? Oh, I want one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, one. I want one bad. Those cars are <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> but but that, I think that, uh, that opportunity has given me the freedom, you know, to, to work with so many different cars and give a huge variety to my... Yeah portfolio you know you look through my website and you're going to see every cool car you can think of for the most part and that and a lot of those come from velocity yeah and that's been the most steady form of income for my business you know i shoot for them every every week almost i'm going there tomorrow yeah so so this brings me i guess back to that universal kind of truth of shoot your shot you know what's what's the what's the Wayne Gretzky uh, quote where it's like you'll miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take or oh sure something like that hundred percent so yeah. you shot your shot kind of paid off eight, you know eight months went by and, you know it was like I missed but actually it just took a second to get there yeah. um, so that's that's very really interesting and that's another another thing that I think has helped me out is not being scared to ask yeah you know going to you know, the marketing director at a racetrack. Hey, do you mind if I fly a helicopter in here and land it and bring some supercars? And the look on his face is, are you, are you kidding me? Wait, what? Yes, I want you to do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I always but, think, too, that for 
I think there's a lot of people in the world that we've gotten this idea where a lot of people talk a big game. Mm. And I think people have probably been let down a lot because a lot of people will talk big, but not be able to really back up the like a hundred percent. So having somebody come in there <laughs> being like, Hey, I can get Apaches and supercars at this place. And they're yeah. probably like, Wait, what? Okay. They look at your work and they see Apaches and supercars. And they're like, holy crap, this oh, could be real. Okay, this guy can do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So with that, how much was, was how much free work was there in that? Was it those first three cars? Was those free or was those discounted? Oh, those are free. So those. That was the, just an example. Here's what I can do. Yeah. Call me if you need me. Yeah. And then when they called you in November, that's when you were like, I can do that. Here's my rates. Or did, did you kind of build that relationship a little bit more? Well, it started with just inventory photography. Okay. You know, here's what our, here's what our guy did. We wanted to look like this. Mm-hmm. Can you match this? You know, and that, which is hard for any photographer, you know? Well, I mean, they, they've got a big rotating turntable and it's all lit and everything. So it's, you know, that part was pretty simple, but it was just making it all uniform. Yeah. Making a dress, right dress, you know, make yeah. it look nice. But then it it grew into, well, let's take the car outside. Let's take it to the back alley right here. And then, uh, hey, do you mind if I take it down the road a little bit? Well, yeah, that's fine. And take it down the road a little bit, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, So you, you've been chipping away oh, at this 100%. over time. Yeah. And then, you know, hey, you guys' social media is pretty garbage. Why don't you let me take a, take a crack at that? You know, so I took over their social media. And then, hey, your website needs refreshing. You know, I, I can do that. You know, so I took over their website and I run the website, you know, so just bit by bit and then just building trust with these guys. Yeah. You know, so now, I mean, they, they trust me that I'm not going to be a complete maniac with their cars. Yeah. You know, so I can take them to the airport, can take them around, you know, various parts of Nashville. But also look that at, at the idea of the amount of value that you've been adding. Yeah. So from my perspective and just kind of hearing this story, I mean, obviously for the first time, I don't think we've ever really talked this deep about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my perspective, you, you have a love for, for commercial work. You, yeah. you have a, an immense passion for cars. You have an eye to kind of put two unlikely things, which really cars and, and, and aviation really go hand in hand. Once oh, you, yeah. once you look at it, both fast and loud. Exactly. <laughs> it, you put them together and you, and you give us my new experience. Then you, you seem to, actively want to better something so velocity you knew that they were kind of hey this is like the top league for nashville or my area i want to get in there and then you've also seen their shortcomings and where you could add value so it seems like you've been playing that long i don't say the long con but you've been playing the long game with them (laughs) of like all right let me shoot my shot yeah shot went in then you start building a little bit over time and as a beginner photographer getting into anything that's important to kind of always play that long game. I know yeah. a lot of people have the mentality of, oh, I want to shoot this wedding. Here's my rates. They shoot the wedding and then they're gone. Like yeah. they deliver the, they deliver the, pa- the package and they're gone. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily w- the way you want to do it. You want to develop a relationship with the client. You want to develop. That's the way they will recommend you out. And I'm sure with your work with Velocity and how you've been doing things, I'm sure they've kind of reciprocated that by, repping you out as well to their friends and clients, right? Yeah, for sure. I've, I've made some awesome contacts through Velocity, mm-hmm. through their clients or people they know. You know they've yeah. Introductions that have 
Made me some money. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> always good. So, man, with with everything, Porsche is is the one that that you want to work with. Ideally, how I imagine it being as easy as kind of just reaching out to their marketing people, you know, finding it online and kind of getting those contacts and just start to work that edge. Um, is, not, is it not, not that, not, that not easy? Not so simple, no. My approach, and, and I take this approach for everything, is I want a personal introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the biggest mistake I see is people just DMing yeah. people. You know, I run the, the social media for Velocity, so I get messages on a weekly basis from car photographers. <laughs> hey, can I come shoot your Ferrari? And I, I just want to respond, like, who do you think runs their Instagram? Do you think it's the car photographer? Because it probably is. (laughs) Do you think he's going to delete that message? Because he probably is. (laughs) You You wouldn't do that, would you? (laughs) So, you know, I think in in any situation, I think things are getting more more, uh, geared towards handshakes again. Yeah. You know, so I think handshakes are the best way of getting your foot in the door. So as an example, there's a a marketing firm in Nashville. I won't say which one, but there's one that I – I've got my sights set on. I mm-hmm. want to get in with these guys. Mm-hmm. They do awesome work. They do work with companies that I want to work for. So I'm trying to get my foot is, in. Is the Porsche one of them? Porsche is them. Oh, darn. I'll, yeah. I was hoping for you. But who knows? You know, maybe someday. Maybe. I mean, they're on that level. So I want to get my foot in the door with this company. So I've got a list of people that I'm trying to get introduced to. Yeah. So I could just blindly email them or connect with them on LinkedIn. You know, hey, yeah. Hey, Chad. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find mutual connections to these people and mm-hmm. ask for that introduction. Like, hey, man, can you introduce the two of us? Let's all three of us go out to lunch. I'll pay. You know, I just mm-hmm. want to get to know this person so that I can get to know them. They see how I interact. They see, you know, hey, by the way, here's what I do. Yeah. You know, let's work together sometime. Yeah. You know, the the situation with Gear 7 that we did on Thursday so I got introduced to those guys, two of the guys, uh, Patrick, you met Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick yep. and then Connor, who wasn't there last week. I met them through a photo shoot with the Cars and Coffee guys. They brought the ML, the the crane truck, to a mm-hmm. racetrack down in uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee, and just started chatting them up. Hey, what do you guys do? You know, obviously you have this amazing yeah. crane truck, you know, with a camera hanging off the nose of it. You know, <laughs> I, I want to know more about what you guys do. Yeah. So cultivated that relationship, you know. Asked Connor one day, like, hey, do you mind if I come see your guys' studio? And that's how I got to see the place where we shot Thursday. I walked mm-hmm. in and I thought, holy cow, this place has got some serious potential. Yeah. So bit by bit, just trying to build a relationship there. That way, when the time comes, they said, hey, we need a still photographer for shoot XYZ. I know a guy. Yeah. I know Josh. Let's call him. Yeah. That's how I got the, the case shoot. You know, all came from just continuing to to build on relationships yeah and the whole thing with indycar i knew that gear seven and indycar don't know one another yeah i know that gear seven was trying to get their foot in the door with indycar for which gear seven has a very very cool video by the way i kind of stalked their instagram yeah. of like a nascar and a bunch of other supercars like driving down like a flight line yes. like so that happened before they knew me yeah obviously <laughs> they know me i would have been there for that I was, pretty, I was pretty upset when i saw the footage for that and it happened 10 miles from my house. Oh, man. But, um, but yeah, so I'm trying to connect the two of them, put Gear 7 in front of IndyCar and vice versa. That way, when IndyCar needs something, 
hey, we know to call. Here's a point of contact. And and talk about building value for a company. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that, that puts my foot in the door pretty solidly. Oh, yeah. So little little techniques like that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Josh, man, it's been really awesome having you on, but I do want to kind of, again, re-engage with some of the, some of the tips for, for anybody who's starting out in, I would say, commercial automotive work. So what, what are like some of the top five things that you would say that somebody in this realm or getting started needs to kind of get, just dive right in? I'd say the biggest one is network, 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 and make people very aware of what it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So the thing I tell people is I'm looking for any connections in the automotive industry. I don't care if it's the guy that sweeps the floors or if it's a manufacturing guy. You know, I don't really care. I need to meet this person because mm-hmm. they, they know the right person. Um, uh, and also, on top of that, like trying to really narrow it down to exactly what your target client is. So I know for me, if if there's a company that has a marketing budget of between quarter of a million a half a million dollars a year they're going to be able to afford my prices mm-hmm. below that they're going to look at my my estimate and go <laughs> yeah we're, we're not on that level yet yeah <laughs> but but that comes from experience you know i know that you know a company that wants to spend the money is going to be the company that i want to work for yeah so figuring that out figuring out exactly who your customer is and and where you're going to fit in is super super valuable and that also fits in with what it is that you want to shoot you know, I have no interest in shooting weddings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because I tried it and it's, it's not the worst thing. It's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. It's just, it's its, not, its own thing. I'm not passionate about it. Yeah. It's not what I want to do. You yeah. Know, the stuff I do, I feel like I would be more than happy to do for free a lot of the times. Yeah. I just somehow con them into paying me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, other advice, don't DM don't <laughs> don't DM velocity. Don't <laughs> <laughs> don't that route is just it's what everyone else is doing. Yeah, you know you need to shake hands, you need to make eye contact, you need to to meet these people, and that requires a personality. If you don't have one, fake it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think what makes my my automotive work stand out is the fact that I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I think that is that is just really key. You know, you're going to be passionate about it or you're going to be what you're passionate about is going to look the best. Yeah. You know. And I wouldn't waste time trying to make other things you know that you're not passionate about look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's that's super super key and that's really important, but it's again, it's difficult to get to the point where you can just focus on the things that you're yeah. really, really passionate about. Especially but. as somebody starting out, it seems like you got to do a little bit of everything right, to right. pay the bills. But once you find something, really kind of hone in. Yeah. Well, Josh, man, give us give us all your social info. What's your website? What's your Instagram? If you want to rip your Facebook, tell us how the people <laughs> listening to this podcast can can find you, man. So Facebook, Josh Von Photo. On Instagram, it's josh.von.photography. And my website is joshvonphotography.com. Nice. V-A-U-G-H-N. Just spelled the proper way. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, Josh, it was awesome, man. Thank you for coming on. For everybody listening, that was Josh Vaughn. Again, go check out his work. Super nice guy. Follow Velocity. I don't don't, know. Josh, what's what's Velocity's thing? Velocity MC. 
follow Velocity MC online. Go ahead, give them a DM, ask to ask to photograph a Ferrari. <laughs> we will see you guys on the next episode.